greetings and welcome to the East Village Times podcast. I'm your host, James Clark, and with me as usual, I have Patrick Brewer with me. What's going on, Patrick? How are you doing? I'm doing good, James. How you been? Uh, not too bad. Uh, a little, uh, I guess a little bit of a sh- uh, shell-shocked, I guess, from the Rodney trade, but um, I mean, it was to be expected. Um, I guess it just came a little earlier than, than a lot of people uh, anticipated. Yeah, I was I was kind of hoping after the All-Star break, but I mean, if you get a good deal, you got to move on it, so... Yeah, I, I definitely think they got a, a decent pitcher in return. So you know, you got you at this point with the team rebuilding. There's just uh, there's no sense in in waiting. Um, with us today uh, on our twenty third twenty uh, fourth episode of the Padres uh, EVT podcast, uh, we are happy and proud to have uh, Jeff Young with us. Of uh, he's a baseball writer and editor at CrookedSport.com. Uh, he's also done a lot of work through baseball perspectives, uh, Padres Public, Ducks Norts. Uh, if if you're into the Padres blogging community, you're definitely aware of who Jeff Young is. Uh, so what's going on, Jeff? How are you doing today, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, glad to be here. Doing well, doing well. Uh, let's get right into it. What are, What is your thoughts on the uh, Rodney trade and uh, the return the Padres got? Well, I think the uh, I think the Rodney trade was pretty inevitable uh, once you saw the direction the team was headed this year. Um, I think they got real they got a nice uh, value in return considering his considering Rodney's age and uh, um, you know they got they got out in front of the market and got a, a pretty good arm in return uh, eighth round pick former eighth round pick of the Marlins uh, Paddock I believe is his name yes and, yes. Uh, pretty big kid. Um, I read some of the scouting reports on him. He sounds like a real interesting guy. Um, that that was again, he was an eighth round pick, but he was he kind of slipped for signability reasons, and was actually regarded a little more highly than that. Um, good fastball changeup combination. The curve is coming along. Um, you know, considering what they signed Rodney for and um, where where they are in, in terms of the the cycle of winning, I think uh, I think it made a lot of sense, and um, yeah, I, I don't yeah. see a whole lot of downside there. Yeah, no, I, I know a lot of Padre fans are kind of up in arms. Um, they definitely enjoyed the show that Rodney provided. I mean, you you can't debate about his uh, production. I mean, the, the man has been absolutely lights out. But you have to look at the value of him. I mean, he's thirty nine. He's definitely at the pinnacle of his value right now. And I, I believe the Padres took advantage of it and, and got a real good deal for it. And, and you really can't blame the AJ Preller at this point because having a successful closer on a team that's going to win sixty to seventy ball games is, is not exactly smart, if you will. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think if I, I mean considering what they signed Rodney for, I think it was like four million dollars or something like that. Um, yeah. You, you know, you you can see. I mean, if they found if they found Rodney this year. Uh, what's to say they can't find another guy that will help close ball games for them when they're in a position to win more of them? So uh, I think I think that's replaceable. But an arm like uh, Paddock, you know, you got to go out and get that when you can. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And, and you know, AJ Preller's doing a, a very wise thing in building uh, waves of talent throughout the minor league system, and, and you can really see that with with Paddock being added to Logan Allen, Austin Smith, Jacob Nix. Uh, Daniel De Los Santos. I mean, they have a nice group of 18 to 20 year old arms that are being cultivated at the A level, and, and you know it's exciting. It's going to take a little bit before they we actually see the production from these guys, but it's exciting to see that uh, there is a, a method to the madness of uh, AJ Preller. Um, Jeff, uh, you know you've started blogging uh, about the, the Padres in uh, 1997, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's uh, it's that's really amazing to me. Um, you know, t- talk to us a little bit about your your past and uh, why exactly did you start blogging about the Padres and and you know let's let's get into a little bit of uh, who Jeff Young is. Oh sure, um, yeah. So I started in uh, September of '97 at the very end of the of the season because um, I, I guess I just had some things on my mind that uh, I, I wasn't seeing covered. Uh, in mainstream media at that time, and there weren't really any. I, it wasn't even called a blog back then; that word wasn't around yet. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was just a, you know, it was just a place to kind of put my thoughts. Um, and uh, I was, I kind of grew up on sabermetrics, reading Bill James back in the day, and okay. so I was, I was always really curious about how the game worked, and you know, how how could you improve uh, things on a team level, and. And so forth, but then and, and then just any other observations I had, like the very first thing I, I wrote uh, for Ducksnorts back then was about uh, 
and this is going way, way back, but it's about uh, when uh, the Padres were going to sign Hideki Arabu, and then, um, if anybody remembers this, and then wow. Arabu's, Arabu's agent, uh, Don Nomura, <laughs> insisted that, uh, uh, that uh, Arabu would not sign with the Padres, so they were forced to engineer a trade with the Yankees, which brought, of course, Ruben Rivera. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> infamous Ruben Rivera. Yeah. The infamous Ruben Rivera. <laughs> So, you know, I, I had I, I, I fired off a little rant on that, and then it just kind of went from there. And, and, you know, so it's it's sort of balanced between, like, rants like that and then little statistical studies I would do to, you know, complain about whoever was batting second at the time or <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, it was truly you know cutting edge if you will for the for the time to and it, it's it's really neat to see so many people uh embrace the blogging community if you will and, and get their own thoughts out on 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 uh on the internet if you will and it's 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 exciting that uh that you were kind of a pioneer in, in that in that respect for padre blogging well it was it, it's exciting to see how it's progressed and and really it it it, it came out of uh a little bit out of necessity uh at least for me just because it was Again, I wasn't reading the kinds of things I wanted to read, and I thought, well, I could either sit around and complain about it to myself, or I can actually write the things I would want to read. And uh, and now now it's great. I mean, everybody's doing that, and yeah. uh, and you just you just get so many voices out there. Definitely, definitely. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to your your uh, Duck Storts uh, baseball annual that you produced out uh, that you put out for the for I believe three seasons, correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, that that was something that I that I owned and that I bought and that I looked forward to, and you know I was actually waiting oh. for the two thousand ten version for for a while. <laughs> oh, cool! Thanks. <laughs> um, you know, I guess. Uh, your I get your title that you put on uh, on the uh, on one of the seasons was uh, more than any sane person should know about the San Diego <laughs> Padres, and, and you know it's fitting because you know as an obsessed fan of the of the team, it's it's great to get more knowledge about them and and more knowledge of the lower tier prospects that you really don't see a, a lot of. And you know, I, talk to me a little bit about the uh, about the books. And uh, Sandy Alderson wrote a foreword for for the first uh, book, I believe, right? Yeah, Alderson wrote the forward for the first one. Uh, I believe Matt Vaskersian did the second one, and Paul DePodesta did the third. Nice, uh, nice. So I was very, yeah, I was very honored by that by all three of those guys. Um, they were, they were each. I can't, I can't say enough good things about all those guys. They, they were each one of those was my first choice for the book, and they, and they all were very gracious and uh, helping me out with that. Um, yeah, the first one came about. I just, I, I think um, around 2005 or so. I had gone back through all of my posts during the year and um, and collated them into a large document. And then kind of as I was doing that, um, I kind of, I would put comments at the end of my article to say whether, you know, how, you know, what does it look like now versus when I actually wrote it. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I'd be kind of like, oh, yeah, remember when I thought this guy was great, ha, ha, ha. Or sometimes it'd be like, hey, you know, I, I'll... I can pat myself on the back for that one and hopefully not strain a muscle. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then, so it kind of, that happened back in, I think it was 2005 I did that. And then a couple of years later I was thinking, Hey, you know, what if I did an actual book like, um, like the baseball prospectus annual, but just completely, uh, focused on the Padres mm-hmm. and I had it swimming around in my head and I, and it, you know, it seemed unrealistic, but, um, I went ahead and did it anyway because nice. it seemed like fun, and <laughs> um, and gathering all the information was really cool. Um, and then the writing took a lot more time than I was expecting. Um, the one thing I can tell you about that that was kind of amusing was um, this would be let's see, I think it was the season ticket holders meeting that they had after the season, uh, and Alderson and. Uh, you know what? That might have been where they introduced Bud Black actually as the manager. Wow! Come, come wow. to think of it, um, but Alderson talked and, and Towers spoke, and so did Black. And um, after, I, I think I'd written like two of the whatever it ended up being nine or so chapters in that book. Mm-hmm. And after after they had all been talking up there, I had met Sandy Alderson one other time actually at a baseball prospectus event, and I think I may have even given him my card or whatever, but. I, I remember the thing that stood out to me when I met him at that baseball prospectus event was when I introduced myself and he had just, he had not been the GM or the president for very long, but I introduced myself 
And uh, I said duck snorts, and he says, oh, yeah, I've heard of duck snorts. They all tell me I need to read that. And I kind of went, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> and um, right, so that was kind of like, you know, I, I had no follow-up to that because I was like just <laughs> busy picking my jaw off the floor. Yeah, um, really. So, so I kind of had a little bit of an in, I mean, like a, a really tenuous in there. But, uh, but after they had all spoken at this, uh, um, at the, uh, you know, the, the season ticket holders meeting, uh, the guy, the guys actually came up into the stands because they hold it all right behind the um, first base dugout there, or they did back in the day. And so, mm-hmm. so Towers and Alderson and I think Bud Black and a couple of the players, they actually came into the stands and started chatting with people. And, um, again, I had written maybe two chapters by this point, and I saw Alderson talking to somebody, and I'm, I'm standing there, we're, we're just standing there looking at, looking around, and, uh, and I tell my wife, I said, I'm, I'm going to go over and ask him to write the forward to my book, and she's like, yeah, you should do that, and I go, okay, I'm going to do that, <laughs> and so, so I go over there, and I, I you know, I, I, inter- you know, I, reintroduce myself oh we met at this and he's like yeah i remember you i'm like okay cool that's a good start and uh i said well i'm writing a book about the padres and i was wondering if you'd uh, be interested in writing forward and without without even hesitating he says yeah give me a call when you're ready wow (laughs) and i kind of went oh i guess i better write the rest of this book because by that (laughs) point it was like um, I think that was like the very end of October of 2006, and I and if I was going to finish this, I wanted to have it out in time for spring training of '07. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, so then I quit my day job so I could finish the book. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 When you get that kind of pressure, you just got you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, uh, hmm, something's got to give. Well, all right, here, yeah. let's yeah. let's just work on this for five months and. And, yeah, uh, you know, well, so it got done, and he and he gave me a wonderful forward, and um, it was a it was an awesome experience. It was fun enough that I did that I did two more of them, and then after that, um, I decided I wanted my life back, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's 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 got to be a that's that's got to be a, a huge endeavor for you. Is that something you did, um, you know, mostly by yourself, or I'm sure um, you had a lot of help, but. A lot of help, yeah. I mean, I the, all the ideas um, were pretty much the, it was pretty much mine um, in terms of what was going to be included and what wasn't. Um, I had a lot of help from people um, who actually did who actually read all the chapters. Um, I had a lot of people looking at that stuff, um, both for accuracy and to tell me if hey, this is boring or nice, uh, nice, you know, or can or hey, you know, that's an interesting thing. How about this angle? And so I had a lot of. I was getting a lot of really good feedback from uh, from uh, people who are both knowledgeable about about the Padres and, and, and baseball in general, and just and just smart people who who would uh, you know tell it to me straight. Wow, that's that's fantastic. You know, it, it's it's uh, it's. It, I mean, I can't even imagine putting together a, a volume like that in um, in what it endeavors. I mean, it's uh, it's it's quite. It's quite impressive to to see that uh, you're able to do that for the Padres, and it's even more impressive that Sandy Alderson and and, uh, and who else did you say? Uh, uh, Matt Vasquezian uh, for two thousand eight, and then Paul De Podesta for two thousand. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great uh, great mix of, of of ideas and of of people's thoughts that that you can uh, include in, in the book as well, and it's a. Like I say, it was something that I, I read every year, and something that I, I I really loved, and I you know I was hoping that you would be able to put it out every year. So so quit your job and get get to work for the next. Time. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, thanks. I, I I appreciate the sentiment for sure. It's, yeah. always, it's I there's really nothing more gratifying to me than knowing that people actually read these, and it, it happens every now and then. So I'm always yeah. I'm always just I'm really tickled to find out when people read, uh, read about it. Oh and, man, I, yeah, I mean. Cool. It, it was something that it was like a Bible to me. I mean, before oh, I, I before I carried the baseball perspectives everywhere, it was it was that those three volumes that I, that oh, I right carried. on. So right you on. know, and, and I, you know, I really wish that uh, you know other teams would do this. I don't I don't know why all thirty wouldn't like baseball perspectives wouldn't uh, go out and, and and form a formulate a team for each thirty teams and do this yeah. every year. Because I mean, I, I'm sure that's probably the future of of this of the of uh, baseball perspectives, but. Uh, Again, I think you're going to be state state of the art on on uh, on your ideas, Jeff. 
Well, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and I, and I should also I should also mention that uh, my wife also was hugely supportive in all this. I can't I can't under I cannot possibly emphasize that enough. Yeah, uh, no, I, I I hear you. My my wife is is definitely supportive of my uh, my um, my. I don't even know how to put it. My uh, the games that I'm uh, that I'm uh, currently in right now just messing sure. around. If, but uh, yeah, all right, uh, Patrick. So- Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to jump in. Uh, uh, I wanted to bring it back a little more uh, present day, so I, I read your more recent piece here, uh, Jeff. Yeah, uh, as you can tell, Patrick's younger than I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm only 23, so right. no marriage here. But uh, I wanted to talk about your uh, most recent piece on Crooked Scoreboard, uh, How to Lose Friends and Irritate People. Uh, nice. On the uh, James Shields debacle, as you called it. Uh, give me a little right. more uh, thought on that and kind of how you felt about that whole situation. Well, um, I think uh, I think the the main issues I was having with that were um, uh, with having to do from the ownership uh, side, specifically Ron Fowler's comments, uh, where he basically uh, ripped Shields publicly on the radio, and um, and then promptly traded him within the week. Um, you know, th- there was a time uh, when. You could sort of do that and and um, get away with it. Um, I think in the current media landscape, it's really hard to do things like that without without there being repercussions. I mean, I'm thinking back in the day, and I know we will stay with present day, but but I'm going to go back <laughs> just briefly. And, and you know, you think about what uh, um, you know Charlie Finley was doing with the A's back in the '70s, and and even um, Ray Kroc. You know, I, I was I didn't make it into the piece, but I was. I was looking um, at uh, at some other uh, back when Croc was running the Padres and and uh, how critical he was of some of the players. And of course, infamously, he took over the mic and at the at the ballpark and you know apologized to the crowd for the horrible ball playing, which I can't even imagine something like that happening today. But you know, back then, he even complained in the press about Gene Tennis, who was one of the best players the Padres have ever had, hmm. and and he was complaining um, that. Yeah, he said. He said his public comments at that time were something to the effect of, uh, "He needs to see a doctor. He can't tell balls from strikes. He needs to see an eye doctor." Wow. And, and you know, so the times are different. So something like what Fowler said about Shields, which was just like he, you know, we're embarrassed. He should be embarrassed. It's it's pretty tame by like 1970s standards, but in the current uh, age and the current uh, atmosphere, it's it's. Those sting a lot more than I think they would have back then, and um, it's it's sort of hard to back down after that because you basically at that point you put yourself in the position of having to trade James Shields, um, if not now then later. Um, it's it's really it's really difficult to recover from something like that. So I think Fowler put uh, AJ Preller in a very difficult spot right there, um, to say nothing of Shields, and um, you know it. it you, you worry for a couple of reasons. One, what are the kind of um, what is the kind of return you're going to get for James Shields, who potentially could have been a decent. And I know he's he's been terrible since he's gone to the White Sox, but that's a potentially um, good trade chip to be working at the deadline. And and then you go out and devalue him like that by saying, "Hey, we don't want this guy. He stinks." I mean, essentially, you know, yeah, by, by, no. by calling him out like that. And it also has repercussions, which again I talk about in the article uh, going forward of. You know, if you went out and spent big bucks on this guy, and and you you had your baseball people make the determination that this guy was the guy, you know, you've you've given your your GM kind of a, a that's a blow to his, uh, you know, that's that doesn't put that doesn't cast Preller in a very flattering light, and it also uh, sends a signal to potential future free agents of hey, you know. Sure, you're going to get your money, mm-hmm. but you know the downside is how long? How long in a four? I think it was a four year deal, right? Yeah, I think it was a four, uh, I think it was a four year deal. Yeah, with a, with an option or something. So I mean, yeah. it, but to go like a year and a half into that deal, and all of a sudden you've worn out your welcome. And Shields wasn't pitching that badly. He had one bad start. Yeah, I mean, it was no. a terrible start. But <laughs> you know. It's like if you look at the overall body of work, he was a solid, you know, three, four starter kind of guy, um, more of a four. But, but 
you know, he was going out there and doing his job. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hardly a selling point, I think, for future free agents to say, hey, come on over here. You, you know, you'll be a part of the Padres until, yeah. until you have that one bad game and Fowler decides to rip you a new one. Um, <laughs> and then ships you out of town. It's, it's, eh, it, it's a tough sell. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when I heard the comments, I was actually like pretty much appalled, I guess, that he would say such a thing. And I, as much as Mike D gets a bad rep from the fans, I think that Fowler, in this case, kind of made a bigger boo-boo. Um, as you said, it, it affects future free agents. It affects the perception of Preller. It affects the guys on the team. It's like, well, if I play bad, am I going to get thrown under the bus in the media? It's right. just it's yeah. like bad business all around and really not a good look to throw your – Arguably, probably one of your number one trade assets completely under the bus, and then trade him a week later, and maybe yeah. maybe they, they maybe the value was diminished. We I guess we won't ever know, but either way, that right. was a dumb call, I think. <laughs> I, absolutely, and I th- I think I think actually Fowler's comments are far more embarrassing than than the team's performance. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, on a different note, I guess I wanted to move mm-hmm. on since we're talking about trades. Um, Fernando Rodney obviously was just traded. So, is there any particular player you see as next to be traded, given the state of the team and kind of how they've already kind of turned the corner to be a, a bit of a seller at the deadline? It's it's a little tough. I don't see them having a whole lot of tradable pieces. Um, you know, Ross and Cashner would have been obvious guys, but they're both hurt, um, and Cashner hasn't been that great anyway. Um, you know, maybe maybe some more of the bullpen arms, but. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know how great the demand will be for that, for those guys. Um, there aren't any real name guys in that bullpen. Um, on the offensive side, uh, well, I mean, the offense is basically Will Myers, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, he might fetch something, but he's also twenty six years old. I want to say twenty five, maybe. Yeah, twenty five. Um, twenty five. And he's and he's finally healthy enough to show what he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that's really a guy you want to be moving. Um, yeah. That be, that being said, if you're overwhelmed by something, sure, but, um, it's tough. I mean, maybe you could get something for Derek Norris. Um, Hedges has been playing great at El Paso. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, but you know, Norris hasn't looked real great since he's come here. Um, and the rest of those guys, I mean, Jay would have been a great candidate, obviously, before that whole uh, situation. Um, maybe Upton. I mean, there's just. I, I think so, Myers. If you get, yeah, I think Myers. If you get overwhelmed by an offer, um, and then you know, maybe there'll be some bites on Norris or Upton, but not yeah, seen think, a lot. I think it's like it's it's pretty surprising how poor the Padres' luck has been, where it's like. Every trade candidate has been hurt pretty much, like Ross, yeah. Kashner, yeah. Jay. Now it's like it just—it's like when it rains, it pours, I guess. And it's just—it's <laughs> not even fair, almost, that all these guys are hurt, and that leaves the likes of Kemp. I don't know how you're ever going to trade Kemp. <laughs> Upton, who's, Upton's been playing better, but there's still yeah. a lot of money there and some doubt, I think, from other teams. And then a guy like Norris, who I think they really should trade him because Hedges has proven himself. More and more and more now, so it's like mm-hmm. he needs to be the starter, in my opinion, long term. And Norris has actually hit; he hit pretty well in June. Um, I guess not great, but a lot better than his, his April and May. So he's obviously, I think, upped his value at least a little bit. And catcher's a thin position around the league, so I think that they could find some suitor for him. I'm not sure the price will be as high as it could have been, perhaps last year or even mm-hmm. last off season. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's hard to tell really what's next with all these injuries and it's like Cashner's going to be back I think Sunday right so hoping he can string a couple good starts together and maybe build his value and then Ross who even knows with Tyson Ross and then yeah. Jay's supposed to be back somewhere around the deadline so yeah. that might have to be just a qualifying offer if anything so it's definitely a kind of confusing time I guess as a Padre fan <laughs> definitely yeah. No. You, there, there are a lot of uh, un, un, unanswered questions when it comes to this team in, in the future. That that is for sure. Um, you know, Jeff, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, AJ Preller specifically. I know, I know you had a chance to work with, uh, say, Sandy Alderson and stuff with the ownership group and, and kind of know them a little uh, firsthand. Um, give me your thoughts on AJ Preller and the new management. You know, I know we went through for, uh, Fowler already uh, on uh, on his uh, comments, but. 
tell me what you think of this new ownership group. Do you think they're headed in the correct direction? Do you think they're actually trying to, to improve the team? Uh, do you sense any kind of difference uh, in this regime compared to uh, ones from seasons past? Yeah, um, I do think they're trying to make things better. Um, I don't think they really know how to do that. Yeah. Um, the di- and that's actually the main difference I've seen between this and, and the last couple of regimes um, is, you know, whereas in the past the uh, you've had you've had people who uh, really understood what they were doing, but that lacked the financial resources to go out and, and maybe do everything they wanted to do. Now you have the opposite problem of uh, you actually they, they actually seem to have and are willing to spend a fair amount of money, as evidenced by, uh, you know, when they brought on guys like Kemp and Upton and Kimbrell, and then, um, uh, you know, uh, there have been others, but I'm blanking on them right now. Um, oh, well, Shields, of course, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, um, you know, there, there's been more of a willingness to spend for talent, but I don't think they've been necessarily real astute in evaluating that talent. Mm-hmm. Um and you know that that first off season with Preller, everything was just such a blur. And you know they they would have been probably better off not making any trades. Yeah. Um, they certainly yeah. would have had more money to go spend on uh, you know free agents. Free agents. Yeah. Um, but you know it seems like it seems like of late he's been doing a better job of of making. You know, not going for that big splash. Um, you know, I, I think that that initial big splash was it was it was ho- with the there was a hope of improving the team on the field. But I think the larger picture on that one was to um, get San Diego noticed, get the Padres yes. noticed. Yes. Um, yes, it was it was a very marketing driven, not not solely marketing driven, but I think there was more to it than just the baseball side. There was a there was oh. a hey, look at us, we're doing things. Um, Matt Kemp, you've heard of him. Yeah. He's not a padre, <laughs> you know that kind of thing, and um, it could have been really cool had it worked. Unfortunately, nobody could play defense on that team, and um, you know it, it. It obviously didn't work. Um, I like the fact that he's he that Preller's now doing the more subtle types of moves that we used to see from Kevin Towers and um, Josh Burns, where you know you flip a Yonder Alonso for a Drew Pomeranz. Um, you go, you know, I think. I think this Rodney trade's going to work out. It's you gave up basically, with all due respect to Rodney, who had a terrific half season here. You essentially gave up nothing of value going forward to the team, to the team for somebody who could help you. I think I think subtle moves like that. So it's I'm encouraged by the fact that he's that Preller is moving more in that direction mm-hmm. um, of those kinds of not hey look at us, but hey we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit of incremental value here and there. Because um, actually, Pomerantz, there's actually another guy who could who could have value in trade. But on the other hand, he might also be a guy that you can build around. He's still young enough. Um, yeah. And that was a that was a good get, you know. So hopefully, if he keeps if if he keeps doing, and I again, I don't know how much how much of this stuff is um, dictated from above him. You know, whether whether some of um, I, I'm just I'm completely not qualified to speak on that, but you know you sort of wonder now that he's been in this position for a while, it, it, can can he make more baseball driven moves as opposed to the attention grabbers? And mm-hmm. if he continues with what he's been doing more recently, um, and you know not only with the trades but also with this most recent draft, which you know it's going to take a while to know, and of course international signing is happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can do the things that he's known for, um, and, and do things more on a, on a smaller scale, on a, on a incremental scale, um, I, I, I'd say th- there's still a chance. You know, he's he, he yeah. had a good reputation before he got here. Um, he definitely stumbled out of the gate, but um, you know, maybe he can keep doing what he's been doing lately. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree, agree more with that assessment on the fact that. I've had trouble kind of deciding what moves are actually AJ Preller and what moves are the ownership trying to kind of, <laughs> right. I don't want to say make money, but like grab attention, make a splash. Like the Kemp move seemed kind of fishy to me in terms mm-hmm. of, was this really a baseball move or was this a, we need some guy that people know and kind of want to come see, 
even if the baseball side of it's not as good as it once was. It's like buying the player he used to be rather than the player he is. Um, but I think at more recently, a lot of these moves, like you mentioned the Pomerantz trade, that's a really great trade already. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I, I think those have obviously make more sense as baseball trades. Same with the Rodney trade. So I think he's turning that corner. And as we've seen with the draft, he's had a, he had a good draft last year. I think he had a good draft this year, arguably, so far. Um, and then obviously wait until tomorrow for July 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's so far so good, really. I mean, that that first offseason was kind of a, a, disaster, uh, a disaster looking back a little bit. But I think that the signs are good, and I think yeah. going forward it could be good. Yeah, you know, Patrick and I have talked about the, the first offseason, uh, the A.J. Preller splash, if you will. And, you know, it, it actually brought both of us uh, into writing and, and writing about the team. I, I had done it, you know, sporadically here and there since the late 90s, but – that his moves kind of, you know, shot a, a, a cannon <laughs> through the bow of our Padre uh, knowledge, and you know, it really, it really awoke us and made us, you know, at the time, I, I, I thought the team was too right-handed and and mm-hmm. and traded for essentially the same person in Camp Upton and Myers at different <laughs> stages of their career. I mean, I, there there were errors in, in in what he did, but you know, I could, it it made me love the Padres again. It made me kind of forget about getting rid of Adrian Gonzalez and sending Jake Peavy away. And, you know, <laughs> it, it made me kind of think that, you know, fall back in, in, into an infatuation with this team and, and think that, you know, okay, maybe this is the time that we're actually going to compete, that we're actually going to win that World Series trophy that we've been, you know, waiting mm-hmm. for forever, you know. It, so in, in that in that respect, I, I do commend him because he kind of rejuvenated the fan base. And, and you can see it. He's slowly losing it, though. And, you know, yeah. They need they need to stay positive because there is a method to his madness that, which I've been preaching. Um, you know, it's going to take time. This this franchise was was in shambles. It was in disarray. It's always been in disarray. So, <laughs> in order to get them going in the proper direction, it's going to take time. And, and you know, the farm system need to be overhauled. The you know the international aspect of of the Padres was was non-existent. I mean, we were not developing players from other countries and. and that's an embarrassment in, in all in all reality. So you know, I, I do see some progress, and I do see, you know, I I just worry about the ownership being um, stubborn and, and wanting results quickly. I feel that if they give AJ Preller the time, that he will make a winning team here. You know, and, and should develop a, a successful franchise. I mean, that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Whoever they've got making the decisions, the ownership group needs to let them do their job. Yeah, Preller or whoever. But yeah, um, they they need to they need to have enough. Um, I mean, if if you had enough faith to hire the guy, then you got to let him do his job. And I'm not I'm not saying for sure that they're not doing that. But some yeah. of those moves early on did sort of looked a little weird. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, so. it's old. It's like the old Bill Parcells uh, thing. You know, they they want me to cook the dinner. Well, let me go grocery shop you know that i mean it's the same thing you know yeah. they he, he he needs to be able to cultivate the team and, and build the team to where he feels it's necessary for production and he, the bottom line of dollars and cents shouldn't be shouldn't be included in, in as far as the philosophy of developing this team and you know de- making it correct um Jeff, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Andy Green. I know that you uh, probably dealt with Bud Black personally and and, and knew his uh, style of uh, managing managing the game. Um, obviously, Green's a, a little different, and, and he's very raw because he's young. Um, give me your thoughts on him and what do you think uh, Andy Green will, uh, will will how you think Andy Green will be as a as a major league manager. Um, you know, I, unfortunately I don't have a real good read on him right now. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, boy, I don't, I, unfortunately I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on him. Um, okay. Okay. It's fair enough. No, it's fair enough. But but I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah. I, I love the passion that he provides. I mean, he says the right things, the way he goes about playing the game, the way he talks to the players. But again, you know, it, it, once adversity hits, it's it's a whole different ball game as far as uh, you know what kind of type of manager he is. Um, I, I I personally believe that it's going to take a while for him to be successful. I mean, you look at Tony La Russa, he first started, I, I believe, with the White Sox or something. You know, yeah. it it takes time for managers to 
to d- develop their style and, and 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 unfortunately it takes failure in order for them to get, become better managers and I, I kind of uh, wonder if the Padres are going to be patient with him um, in the next couple seasons um, if he continues to make uh, errors. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I've seen with Andy Green is that he seems to want to do everything himself and not mm. rely on his coaching staff. And that's something that he's actually even admitted himself that he needs to be able to, you know, put out responsibilities to other aspects uh, of the game to his coaches and not try to do everything and, and figure out everything for himself. And that's something that is just going to come with experience. Right. Uh, Patrick, what are your thoughts on, on, on Mr. Green? Well, as someone who grew very tired of the Bud Black era, just <laughs> complacency and kind of, it was too much of just, oh, that's baseball and, oh, that's how it goes and, oh, this and that. And he was just, he seemed to lack the fire that I want in a coach. Um, I think Andy Green does have that fire. Um, he's obviously made some poor decisions in certain games, and he's had some trouble kind of adjusting into the life of being a manager. I mean, he's still relatively new at it. He obviously had some minor league experience, but he's still new to the whole major league managing thing. But I, I really honestly think that this team can win with him as the manager once the players are on the field, the obviously better players, because the current product's not going to happen. But... um I think that he really could be a good manager long term, and I really hope that the front office and AJ Preller let him kind of have the team for a couple of years and don't. I, I just don't want to see him pull the trigger and fire him right away if it doesn't work out the way they want it to. Which, not sure what that would be, but yeah. I think he should be given a chance two, three, four years to see what he can do, and give him the chance to to field a winning ball club eventually. Yeah, that's all we can hope for, I guess. You know, as as Padre fans that have uh, been starved for any kind of uh, success. And I actually, kind of going off of that, I had, I had one other question. I guess not really going off that. It's kind of a little off topic, but I wanted your thoughts on me. Me and James talk about this a lot. I wanted your thoughts on the jerseys. Um, me and James kind of always make the comment that they have. They seem to have a different jersey every game. And uh, <laughs> the beginning of the season, it was what five jerseys in five games, James? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. It's yeah. Um, it's, so I wanted your thoughts on kind of, I guess the Padres as a, as a team. What is their identity, and is there a need for so many jerseys, or is this just simply economics? Yes. No, there, for me, there's no need for that many. The pro, the problem I've been having is, I mean, I guess, and I guess. When's the last time the Padres had a jersey that really looked like the Padres? I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think since they've been in Petco. Yeah, late eighties. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, maybe the pinstripes. Maybe yeah, the brown, the brown pinstripes. pinstripes. Yeah, I actually really like their Wednesday jersey that they wear, the home jersey. Yeah, the okay. orange, and, orange and blues. I kind of wish world... they would just stick with that. Honestly. Yeah, it's just you know the thing is it's like they. But then they then they spent all those years looking like the Brewers. I swear, when you go yes. out to yeah. when you go out to spring training and those two teams play each other, I, I'd be like, I don't even know who I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and then and then they added the the yellow, and it's like, hmm, I don't know. Now they kind of look like the Chargers. Yeah. I, I kind of I'm not I, I'm honestly not a huge you know brown versus blue guy. I just just pick one. Yes. Just pick something and go with it. Yes. So we know that you're the Padres. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest problem I have is you, you look at other teams in the league and it's like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's the Dodgers. Oh, that's the A's. Oh, those are, you know, you know, this team or that, you know, obviously a team like the Yankees never changes. And they've, but, you know, there's, there's something there that's cohesive about the identity that, that says, hey, here's who we are. And just pick something and, st- and, and, yeah. and stick with it for, I mean, yeah. not like, a couple of days or a couple of months, but maybe, maybe several years. Yeah, know? at let least. Yeah, get used to it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let, no, yeah. let people get used to it. Yeah, I couldn't agree Def- more. Yeah, no, that's definitely always been our issue. Is just pick something, please. Just you know, I, I'm not big brown, not big blue. I, I really don't care either way. I just want an identity. Yeah, and and I want it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, no, I mean, it's it's frustrating, but you know, it, to me, it, it seems like a shameless marketing plot to ploy to just oh, kind of yeah. just send out New jersey products. after jersey after jersey after jersey and totally it, it's you know it gets kind of old if you will yeah um okay jeff let's let's talk about uh, the baseball prospectus book a little bit um sure that's something that that a lot of fans love and that a lot of fans look forward to to reading um i know you do a lot with the padres um on the write-ups and stuff mm-hmm. um 
I have a, a, a question for you as far as the Robbie Erlin write-up this this year. Uh, is that poem something from you? Oh yeah, I wrote that. It's, okay. it's actually it's it's a song. It's actually got it's 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 like a country western song. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and read that right now. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, it's it's under Robbie Erlin's uh, write-up uh, on the baseball's perspective. It is, if anybody wants to see it, it's uh, it's 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 really cool. But let me let me go ahead and read it. Um, I got hammered in El Paso on tequila and Tabasco as I tried my best to get the batters out. But my fastball wasn't popping and my curveball wasn't dropping. Now my future is clouded up with doubt. When I got to San Diego, just in time to see the Dago, there was nearly nothing left for me to do. Though I knew right where my pants is, I'm running out of chances, and that's, and that's left me feeling Padre Blue. My name is Robbie. This ain't no hobby. I'm just a guy who's trying to make the the grade. Yes, if I'm a pitcher, yes, I'm a pitcher. No belly itcher, and I and if I get and if I stick around, I will get paid handsomely. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry if I butchered it a little bit. There. No, 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 that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that was one of the first things that I noticed when I read the book, and I was just, <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing because it was just, it, it's just, it's. It's it's good stuff, man. It really oh, cool. is. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That one was fun to write. Yeah, it started. It started out as I, I forget even what it started out as, but I was I, I thought, oh, I, I had something about a Johnny Cash song, and then I thought, well, what if I wrote that song? What would that sound? Like? So, and uh, yeah, actually, if you play guitar, it's it's just three chords, and it, I'll, if I can sing a little bit, I'll, I'll I'll sing it for you, if you don't mind. No, yeah, they, do. we definitely don't All mind. Right. All right, let me give this a shot. I got hammered in El Paso on tequila and Tabasco as I tried my best to get the batters out. But my fastball wasn't popping and my curveball wasn't dropping. Now my future is all clouded up with doubt. When I got to San Diego, just in time to see the day go, there was nearly nothing left for me to do. Though I know right where my pants is, I am running out of chances, and that's left me feeling mighty Padre Blue. My name is Robbie, this ain't no hobby. I'm just a guy who's trying to make the grade. I'm a pitcher, no belly itcher, and if I stick around, I will get paid handsomely. So there you go. <laughs> Great stuff, Jeff. I think we just found our new our new song for our podcast right now. <laughs> That, that that that's good stuff, man. That is fantastic. Yeah. Can, can we re- can we like just record that and have it as our intro? Because that is that's great. a world premiere right there, folks. Yeah, it's seriously exclusive, exclusive Padres exclusive. Right there. Man, that that's good stuff. You you know, I, you, have you, I don't I don't suppose you've had a chance to talk to Robbie Erlin about that, or no, if you've no, heard I any com- if you heard any I comments have. from him. But I'm sure he no, probably got a kick no. out of it as well. I hope so. I like to think so. Well, you know, and that's the thing we do is we try. With with all of our stuff, we try and um, we try and add insight and and give you know um, good information, but you, we also try and keep it fun. Yeah, no, definitely, and yeah, yeah. we appreciate that. I mean, I'm looking at Brett Wallace's, and it says sometimes zombies eat brains. Is the first line <laughs> to it. You know, it, stuff like that keeps it loose and and keeps your readers reading the stuff and and you know it's 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 fantastic stuff. And I just want to commend you <laughs> on, on the Erlen song for sure. Yeah, right on. Thanks a lot. Um. Patrick, did you have anything else for Jeff before, uh, before, before we uh, head on out of here? No, I don't think we can. I don't think we can top that song. <laughs> yes, I'm serious. I just felt like dropping the mic and just walking away after that. <laughs> uh, man, Jeff, we we, re- we really want to thank you so much for for coming on with us. Um, you know, I have one last question for you. Sure. You know, be, being that you're you're such a huge Padre fan, um, I, I kind of want to uh, know what uh, what you see as the worst Padre move that they have made in, in the franchise. I know it's kind of an oddball question. I mean, we got Ruben Rivera, we got Adrian Gonzalez, we got Rizzo for Kashner, trading Kevin McReynolds. I mean, letting Dave Winfield go. You, tell me what you what you what you see as as one of the yeah. worst uh, moves that the franchise has made. <sighs> we're going we're we're going yeah. from a high point to a low that's point. A, here. That's a, that's a lot of yeah. How much time do you have? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Are you talking strictly like player personnel type moves? Yeah, basically player personnel type moves. Um, 
you know, it's just as a fan, it's just been frustrating to to root for this franchise. It just seems like once you get a, a star that you get comfortable with, other than Gwen, um, they've kind of just been ushered out. I mean, you could add Sheffield to that that list as well because that's well, that's yeah, someone. Sale, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, you know, um, I man, there've been so many. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I think probably I'm going to go with the Matt Bush um, pick. In wow, yeah, that... um, because. For, for the simple reason that if they had, and I know everybody talks about Verlander, but they, he wasn't exactly on the Padres' radar for that pick. They had no. they had like six months to figure it out, and they were down to three guys. It was uh, Jeff Neiman, who didn't really turn out to have a career, and then Steven no. Drew and Jared Weaver. Uh-huh. Um, if they had taken either Drew or Weaver, I'm I'm convinced there's no need to play game 163 in 2007. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And um, and if that happens, I, I I actually think even even without you know if Cameron and Bradley don't go down that year, I mean there's so many things that went wrong. But I mean if you have if you have a little more depth on that team, or if you have a guy like Weaver in the rotation on that, you don't have to worry about stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly think we we were the best team in the National League that year. And you know that sort of that that sets things up for years to come in terms of attracting more free agents. And, um, I, I, yeah, there's a lot, I think that pick right there really, really set us back. Um, yeah, I think we're still, I think we're still paying for that. No yeah, And then seeing him, uh, flourish in the, in the Rangers bullpen throwing, you know, high nineties uh, gas. It's, it's like salt on the wounds. If it's you just crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah you know, I'd have to go with that one. How about yourself? No, that's that's definitely that's definitely top um, for me. You know, I, Adrian Gonzalez and, and letting him go is my is my peeve. Um, when they did that, I, I pretty much washed my hands of the team for a while. Um, you know, I saw Adrian as uh, Tony's successor. I saw mm-hmm. him as a as a native San Diegan, someone who would have. I mean, he would have easily crushed the home run record. He yeah. has a potential to be a Hall of Famer. And you know, all he wanted was to get paid fair market, fair market value. And with his agent John Boggs, the Padres oh, yeah. had plenty of opportunity to work with him. And you know, they could have gotten a deal done at, at that would have been fine for both sides. And, and you know, it's it, the owner, the ownership at the time was Jeff Morad and that that circus that was in town. Yeah. And to me, that you know that that set me back a long ways i mean i'm a south bay guy and adrian's a south bay guy so you know there's a lot of things to it and you know i guess that's just the most recent thing i mean a lot of people will will point to rizzo for cashner and stuff like that you know i I mean i guess this comes down that i mean that came from the adrian gonzalez uh debacle so yeah to me to me the adrian move is is my worst but um you can definitely uh point to different uh several different uh moves that the team has made my worst uh, move is Matt Kemp. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As a more recent Padre yeah. fan, given my age, I mean, I've been watching him since like probably early two thousands when I was like probably eight or nine. But um, for me, that that's a pretty that's a pretty bad trade. Way to way to make way to make Jeff and I feel real old. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did not like the Gonzalez trade at all in hindsight, but it happens. Yeah. Yeah, you know, being a Padre fan is is a uh, is definitely a, a trying uh, trying act. That's for sure. Yeah, we have a rich tradition of bad moves. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry to bum you out after the the great song that you gave us about Robbie. <laughs> I, I like to keep I like to keep my guests on an emotional roller coaster, if you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like just like being a Padre fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like being a Padre. Fan. It's appropriate. We're used to it. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it keeps us stronger, you know. We, 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 we would we would have been Red Sox fans by now a long time ago if it, if it was. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well, you know, thank you so much again for coming on. We we really appreciate it, and uh, we're big fans of your work. And, and you know, we 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 really love uh, having you on, and and uh, would love to have an opportunity to to, to talk to you again. We just uh, kind of scratched the surface of uh, of yeah, questions yeah. that we have for you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me, and uh, yeah, definitely let me know if you want to do it again sometime. 
For sure, Jeff. Thank you so much. Again, this is uh, Jeff Young, uh, baseball writer and editor for CrookedScoreboard.com. Uh, Check out his site. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Crooked Scoreboard. Uh, give you give yourself a little bit of uh, time to yeah, talk yeah, about that yeah. as well. So uh, it's it's basically a, a sports website that kind of combines sports and culture and humor. And um, we have a lot of uh, actually a lot of professional comedians, um, stand up comics that write for the site. Nice. Um, so I'm, yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. So it's kind of the lighter side. Um, I still try and bring some of the analytical chops to it, but uh, uh-huh. but uh, but so, you know, but kind of play with it a little more. So for uh, sure, we're trying to have fun, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting stuff we're, we got going De- on. So come check it out. Yeah, definitely, fans. You guys should check it out. It's like you say, it's it's a it's a lighter side to to the baseball world, and it, it really makes for an enjoyable read. You guys should really come and check that out. Uh, CrookedScoreboard.com, um, for sure. Uh, check out Jeff, support him, and, and you know, give him some feedback for sure. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Definitely. All right, Jeff. Thanks again for coming on. Um, have Thank a great you. day, and uh, we'll be talking to you shortly. Sounds great. Take care. Take care, Jeff. All right, folks. That was uh, Jeff Young, um, Padres fame, uh, Padres public, Duck Snorts. Uh, he also is a baseball writer and editor, like I mentioned, for Crooked Scoreboard. Um, he's got a lot of knowledge on, on the Padres, as you can tell. Um, it was uh, it was great having him on, Patrick. Uh, your thoughts on Jeff? Yeah, definitely a pleasure to talk to him, and and that was a fantastic uh, song. Yeah, that that song that song has got to make an appearance somehow in in our in our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk to uh, Jeff about the uh, rights there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, uh, we didn't mention it, but give Jeff a follow on Twitter. He's underscore Jeff Young, and Jeff is spelled G E O F F. You'll give him a follow on there as well. Definitely. Uh, thanks again, folks, for, for listening to us. Uh, we appreciate it. We uh, we want to definitely provide you some exclusive content on, here on the uh, East Village Times. Um, this is our 24th podcast, and uh, we have a couple more guests lined up in the next week or so. Uh, definitely check us out and look forward to uh, producing a, a good show for you guys. Uh, Patrick, you want to let us out? Yep. Give uh, me a follow on Twitter, Patrick Brewer 93 uh, James is EVT underscore news. Um, we are on Podbean, East Village Times Podcast. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher. So uh, give us a like, follow, uh, review, all that good stuff, and uh, keep listening. Yep. Thanks so much, folks. Uh, East Village Times Podcast, signing out. Mm-hmm.